Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad that you're here and joining us today. My name is Kamisha, and before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for the for this day, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your great hand of mercy, your overwhelming confidence and loving us and providing for us your willingness to share your goodness and your grace and mercy with us, Lord. And we just thank you for the covenant that we have with you. We thank you for the listeners. We thank you for our partners, Lord. And we thank you for the people that have agreed to labor beside us in the mission of carrying your word and the gospel around the world. Thank you so much for being who you are, Lord, loving us without limits. And then that's on full display. Forgive us, Lord, if we have a heart that's hard towards you, or maybe we've been unforgiving and hard towards others. Soften our hearts right now, Lord, and we forgive as we receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we here get into Scripture and continue our study of the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 7. And we are going over verses 20 through 28. So if you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to just take the opportunity to pause the episode and read through that section of scripture to make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Charles. Um, I would like to start inside of verse 20. Now read to verse 21. And as much as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become um, priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. And what the Lord was sharing with me and here is that what we see is um, we have discussed inside of previous chapters inside of um, Hebrews how he talked about how he made an, made an oath by himself. Like he swore on no one greater, so he swore on himself. And what we see here and what we have to understand is that he's pointing out the difference inside of Jesus inside of and Aaron and all the other priests. There's, of course, there's a difference because Jesus was perfect and everybody else was not. But he's also bringing up the difference between what the Lord had already said. And this is something that you and dad often tell us, mommy, Mm -hmm. is that when the Lord tells us he's talking way in advance, he's Mm -hmm. not referring to the one person or the one instance that we think of, like when he was giving Aaron how to actually be in high priest and all the various effects it could have been conceived that he was talking specifically to Aaron, but he wasn't. He was talking all the way down into as long as it would continue until Jesus came and um, the animal sacrifices were taken away. He was talking all the way till that point. But what we see is that as he's doing so, he's making a distinction by how he talks about it. Kind of like um, emphasis inside of a sentence. 
it gives different meaning. You can say the exact same sentence, but depending on where your emphasis is, it mm-hmm. can mean something totally different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he is telling and referring to the fact that Jesus was the one who was going to be there forever. The Lord had already promised, promised him that he was going to do it mm-hmm. and that he was going to complete it. Mm-hmm. But furthermore, this also correlates to the mindset that Jesus had was that Jesus didn't do anything to disqualify himself. Amen. As we see with humans that most times, I know for myself, I've done things that disqualified me from receiving blessings that I thought were in the bag, essentially, <laughs> that were guaranteed to me uh-huh. because I did not maintain or hold the course. But we see that Jesus didn't run into that problem. Mm-hmm. The Lord was able to swear an, an oath to him because he knew that Jesus was faithful to do what he needed to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's very important inside of our lives as we think about it is that we have to put ourselves inside the position where we can receive the blessing. Like with Abraham, if suddenly Abraham said, oh no, Lord, I don't want them to decide to plunge himself through, he could not have received the blessing of being the father of many nations if he tried to do something totally different that disqualified him. Mm-hmm. And as we see with Hagar, that he should not have been doing that. But what the Lord was more so focusing on was that one point, not actually he was talking to Abraham about something that was going to happen significantly in the future. Mm-hmm. But Abraham only saw it as this one point. And we have initially, yes, I think he initially. got the vision later on, but initially it was just the right here, right now impact. And he didn't see the fullness, the full weight and the benefit and the, the glory of what God was talking to him about. Yes. So he couldn't have done anything physical or even spiritual that would have disqualified him from receiving what the Lord had told him he was going to receive because that's not faith all those times where you i know myself when i have no longer didn't receive what um i was told i was going to receive because i didn't complete the deal essentially mm-hmm. what the lord had told me to given me to accomplish was because i had thought about something different than i wanted to do or maybe i just got excited and i wanted to do something because of that so so it's not that you or he couldn't forfeit it and so he made a determined, diligent choice to continue in faith. Yes. Right? So that's that's what you're getting at. We have a choice to continue in that faith, to receive. The, the destiny is not guaranteed. Nope. But uh, God knows who he can trust. Amen. And he yes. only charges those that he can trust with the important missions. He knew Abraham, even though he was going to, Abraham would struggle with fear. He knew Abraham's heart would still be faithful and loyal to him. He knew David, even though he would struggle with sexual immorality and murder for a bit, that ultimately his life, his heart Mm -hmm. was going to be loyal to God and and come back and remain faithful. So Abraham, he didn't do everything perfectly. Right. He gave his wife away at least twice Mm -hmm. that we have account of, gave her away to other men to marry, which meant they were going to have an opportunity to have sexual relations with her. And I don't believe he had his heart towards God, close towards God because we see how God interacts on his behalf and says, you better let that woman go. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Um, Pharaoh took her in and Abimelech yes. took her. And the Lord was able to deliver Sarah back to her husband, but Abraham clearly acted in fear because we have the verbal conversation. He said, lie and tell them that you're my sister, which was true, but not true. She was also his wife. They were half siblings. They had the same father, but not the same mothers. 
And, but he said, because they're going to see how beautiful you are and they're going to kill me on account of you. So I need you to sacrifice yourself for me (laughs) on this one, Sarah, take one for the team and the Lord will be able to work it out on the back end. Right. Well, even though he made a bad decision there and twice made that same bad decision, God was still gracious and merciful to him. Didn't mean he condoned Abraham's choice to do that, but God is gracious and First uh, John tells us that he is greater than our conscience. If our conscience condemns us, God is able to still restore us as Amen. long as we keep our heart open to him and we remain um, faithful in the sense of not turning our back on God and not doubting him. So God was able to restore her untouched so that she would conceive Abraham's child and bring forth Isaac, who was in the lineage of our Lord and Savior. And so that would not be polluted. That would not have been contaminated, that that lineage and that heir that the Lord was bringing forth. So know that about God. He's gracious, and he's able to overcome our weakness. And bring us into the destiny that he's already determined for us. Amen. And for certain things, like he doesn't, he didn't choose someone that he knew was going to relent on the promise that he gave him. While he called Abraham's father, he'd invest the, the seed into Abraham's father he vested in Abraham because he knew that his father was only going to go part way and stop. Likewise, the mother, the natural birth mother of Jesus, he didn't give that to a woman who hated kids mm-hmm. or would entertain abortion or had an evil heart towards God. He gave it to someone, right? That mission to someone that he knew would carry it out. Even if they were like, had a question about it, or maybe even struggled in an area, he gave it to someone that he knew because God knows all things. He knows the heart, someone who would carry it out the way it needed to be done. So God is also yes. intelligent and gracious on that regard as well. Amen. Did you have something else, Lou Charles? I did. Okay. Okay, let's hear it, sir. And that as we see that he was trusting in, the Lord was able to trust Jesus and how it was reciprocal, that Jesus himself could trust the Lord and that the Lord could trust Jesus. And that is something very important. Most times we just think it's up to the Lord to be trustable, that it doesn't matter what we do as long as... He, he's trustable and we can believe what he says is and that is how we go about it and how we think about it Mm -hmm. but what we're actually supposed to be doing is the lord should be able to trust us just as much we should be trustworthy amen yes it's not the only one that has the obligation to demonstrate faithfulness love strong character right yes and um the ability to be accountable at all times we, we put all the effort and the weight and emphasis on him doing his part and there's equal emphasis on us doing our part yes mm-hmm. and how that's what the lord was truly referring to and was looking for is that he's looking for someone that he was able to trust as we also see with um noah that it said he was able the lord was able to trust noah inside of his generation that's why he was able to be used it wasn't because the lord as you said mama he didn't have um a problem or struggle with what he was going to do. He didn't say, oh, I don't know if Noah's going to complete or follow through. But what he was, he understood the character of Noah. And he said, this is the one I'm going to use because I know and I'm able to go and use him for my purposes. And that's ultimately what he's getting at here is that Jesus was the high priest who the Lord was able to trust to go do everything that the high priest was supposed to do. As we see with Aaron, there was times where he struggled. I mean, 
we see with the golden calves, he, Aaron claimed that he just threw it into the fire and this perfectly formed calf popped out and everybody started worshiping it. But that just re- um, demonstrated what was already in his heart. We know because you tell us often, mommy, that you don't do something unless your heart's in it. Meaning that you don't worship idols if that was has nothing in you. Like Jesus said, the um, God of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. There was nothing he could draw on or cause him to lust or desire after because he was focused on God. But with Aaron, he was able to be swayed, whether it was through fear or because that's what he wanted to do regardless. Either way, he was able to be swayed because of that. Mm-hmm. Charles, I enjoyed and loved that you mentioned the trustworthiness that we should have the same character that the Lord has. Mm-hmm. And the scripture that 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 proves that point, if we look at Romans 8, um, 28 and 29, where it's talking about being predestined, he said that we were, those that were called by God were also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, which means, go, coming back to verse 26 that you're mentioning, that it is possible for us to be harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and, uh, well, not the higher than the heavens part, because that's that's strictly reserved uh, for Jesus. But the first three things, that we would remain faithful to the Lord, that we would remain spotless without um, blemish or wrinkle and um, untouched by the world, the Lord wouldn't say or give that commandment or, or charge us with that if it were an impossible task. So the the excuse that I know I've given and some other people have given throughout their lives is, well, that was Jesus. Only he could do that. It is absolutely possible for us to do it. Otherwise we wouldn't be conformed to the image of Christ. We would be conformed to the image of something else. Hmm. So because the Lord gave us that charge. And actually, if you look at it, that was there. That same charge has been there since the beginning. Come, let us make man in our image and our likeness. He didn't say, come, let us make men like cheetahs with Mm -hmm. the horns of rams and the wings of eagles. Let's do that instead. No, we're made in his image and in his likeness. So that means our character and our spirit man should resemble him as well. It shouldn't be like, oh, whose child is this? What are you? Mm -hmm. Everybody that looks at us should be able to tell that we're sons or daughters of the most high God because we carry ourselves in that manner that we walk according to the calling that God has given each and every one of us individually and then as a group because we are a family and no family works well when all the members are fighting each other <coughs> so it's important that we remember our role in this as well mommy you you said that we love to hold the Lord accountable and make sure that he's going to be faithful to what he said neglecting our own faithfulness and our own integrity our own dignity our own respect because well the Lord's just going to fix it at the end. I mean, he can do that, but should he have to do that every time he deals with us because we're unwilling to do what he called us to do? We're unwilling to put forth that effort to walk in excellence. I know when I deal with other people, I find it so irritating when they when they go, oh, you'll just fix it at the back end. And I'm left <laughs> holding the bag and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I can mm-hmm. only get a glimpse of what the Lord must feel when we're like, ah, Lord, you're just fixing on the back end. We're going to go buck wild. And Lord, you just you better do your part of the deal. Never mind. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's not mm-hmm. how that works. And that's not loving. Dad, as you tell us all the time, that's not a relationship. That's abuse. Absolutely. A mistreatment at the, the very bare minimum. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. 
So if we wouldn't like that done to us, shouldn't we also examine ourselves to ensure that we're not doing it to others? Yes. Not first and foremost to Lord, but also to others, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Love God and love his people, his creation. Those are the two greatest commandments, yes? yes? He created all he created everyone. Not it's not only for the ones that are or have made the choice to follow the Lord. It's for all people. Yes, Dan. Yes, Dan. Mm-hmm. So let's understand that, right? Which is also you see the heart of the Lord in that, right? To bless those that curse you. Okay. And to pray for those that what? Spitefully use you. Okay. To understand that. Yes, and not just understand it, but let's apply it to our lives. Is that not the Lord's heart? Yes. And as it fulfills, there's the two greatest commandments the Lord said, right? Yes. Paraphrased, of course, right? But th- those fulfill all the law and the prophets. And... If you study out the law and the prophets, what does all that end up doing? Withholding a whole lot of, well, I'll say the consequences of sin in our lives. Yes, Dan. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, it goes right back to what the Lord did for us as the mediator of a greater covenant, a better covenant with better promises. Meaning, Mm. did away with the sacrifice of animals. Because he is the sacrificial lamb. Mm -hmm. But now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us in his role as both king and great high priest. Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. What else? Just one more thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about the um, being aggravated when other people don't do what they're supposed to do. Also, I have to consider and remember, they don't have an obligation to do what I ask them to do. They're not my creation. They're not my children. They're not my anything except my brother in Christ if they choose to be and then my neighbor that I'm commanded to love. But we are God's creation. He bought us with the price. So we do owe him that that respect and more than just going, oh, Lord, I'll, I'll praise you in the church, or I know you're God, so I'm not going to speak ill of you, but carrying out in obedience what he asked us to do, just like parents expect of their children and children expect of their parents. They mm-hmm. want their parents to care for them, and the parents want their children to care for them and to demonstrate their love for them by being obedient to what they ask them to do in accordance and in alignment with the, the word of the Lord. So because we're God's children, he expects us to act like it. And that's just and fair for him to do. And there's no reason or no excuse that we can give that why we're not living up to the standard because we've already been shown the pattern. We've already been shown the example. We have the Bible here in front of us. We can go and seek counsel of the Lord and ask questions if we need it. So there's no reason why we can't do this. It's only it is. If it's not being done, it's because we don't want to do it. Just at the heart of the matter, that's that's what it is. There's no use in sugarcoating it. 
it's because you don't want to do it and until you want to do it mommy like you told me about washing dishes until i loved doing it and was okay with doing all the work then it was a 50 50 shot on how well those dishes were going to come out of that sink how clean they were going to be the same thing ha- occurs with our walk before the lord until we have decided and we love his commandments we love his word we love hearing his voice and we love what he's asked us to do then there's really no point in you know asking the lord to do these greater things when we're unwilling to do the basics it's hmm. a, a fair and interesting point mm-hmm. because yes all the all the blessings and the promises in him are yes and amen and some are conditional yes which yes. means you need to position yourself to receive to get the yes and amen for all the blessings and promises. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the Charles started us out. Absolutely. So we've come full circle in this episode. <laughs> but all right. So we're going to pause there for today and allow you to go through the scriptures and first and foremost, seek the Holy Spirit and allow him to minister to you concerning this. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you that you have given us all the tools that are needed, Lord, to fully comprehend what you're telling us, Lord, and to enact it inside the earth, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the trust that you place on each and every one of us, Lord, that you view us as vessels willing and able to go and do what you have for us in this earth, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you've given us, given us Jesus Christ as our example, Lord, as an example of how we're supposed to live our lives, Lord, and how we're supposed to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.